0: Thanks for joining us here in Centralia, Illinois, where we are a community of people who are not perfect and don't pretend to be. Our hope and prayer is that through the following message, you are encouraged, blessed, and inspired to meet the Lord in a powerful way. Well, I hope you have enjoyed the Miracle on 34th Street, a couple of uh, clips that I've started this series with. But I'm not here to tell you about the Miracle on 34th Street. I'm here to tell you today about the Miracle of the Manger. If you have your Bibles with you, uh, open up to the book of Luke in chapter 2. And I'm going to read through this chapter for the most part. And I want to share with you... The miracle of the manger. Starting in verse 1, Luke chapter 2, verse 1. And in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. What happened when a, um, Caesar would pass away, the new one would come in and they would automatically do this census and give them a kind of semblance of... Uh, how much power, how much control uh, they are inheriting as they begin to lead. In verse 3, And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child, And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, much as you see in front of me. Mary and Joseph believed in the miracle of the manger. Now, for us, we read a couple of chapters, we see a couple of verses, and we don't understand the full impact that that had on Mary and Joseph. Because it was a long nine months for Mary and Joseph. It was a shock when the angel came to Mary and said that you are going to bring forth the Savior of the world as a virgin. It was a bigger shock for her soon-to-be husband, Joseph, to accept the fact that that baby bump wasn't from another man, it wasn't from infidelity, but it was an act of the Holy Spirit. It was a long nine months. Mary and Joseph were not wealthy. He didn't have the means to secure a hotel. They knew that they were going to Bethlehem. did not have a way to, to make that happen. And so when they showed up, the Bible tells us that there was no room in the inn for them. But the innkeeper said around back in the barn, you can because of the condition of Mary, you can use that space. But even though it was a long nine months, Mary and Joseph trusted. They trusted the angel of the Lord that appeared to each of them. They trusted and they believed. See, when Mary and Joseph believed, it's the same thing as saying they had faith. we continue to read in verse 8. It says, in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now as I read that verse, there's two things that should stand out to uh, you. And number one is in the same region, in the Bethlehem region. Because the Bethlehem region was known for raising a certain group of lambs. They raised the lambs that would be slaughtered during the Passover. These weren't just shepherds. They were shepherds of the the sheep that would be used to cleanse the sin of the world until the Savior came. The second thing that should stand out to you as you read that, they were there at night. Now, normally the shepherds brought the sheep in at night. Y'all have heard the story, if the shepherd brings in his hundred sheep and when he counts ninety-nine, he goes out to get the one. These shepherds were out in the fields with the lambs. Why? Because this was the lambing season. The lambs that were going to be used for the Passover were being born. Verse 9. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Did you know that the Bible spoke about you in this verse when it said for all the people? 2,000 years ago. It was referring to everybody who would be sitting here in Crossroads Church. It refers to everybody in the greater Centralia area. It refers to everybody that has sit down with you on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day to celebrate Christmas. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the lord and this will be a sign for you you will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising god and saying it wasn't if it was already scary enough for the uh, the shepherds to have the one angel appear now all of a sudden here comes a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven and the shepherds said one to another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they went with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Not only did Mary and Joseph believe in the miracle of the manger, but now the shepherds believed in the miracle of the manger. But see, when it came to Mary and Joseph, their faith was demonstrated by works. The the faith of Joseph was demonstrated when he did not make Mary a public spectacle. Because if he would have, she would have been stoned according to God's word. And instead, he stayed with her, he traveled with her, he kept her to become his wife. These shepherds demonstrated faith too. What if the angels had appeared to them, and they stayed in the fields with the sheep? You know, they could have done that. They could have stayed right where they are at, like, okay, that was exciting, Uh, let's get back to work. But they didn't because there was works behind their faith there was an effort behind what they believed and so they went to bethlehem they found the inn they went around behind it they saw the barn and they saw a little baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger mary and joseph believed the shepherds believed And as I read in verse 17 and 18, And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And so the question I have to ask you, we know that Mary and Joseph believed. Their, their actions proved it. We know that the shepherds believed. Their actions proved it because they went to Bethlehem. The question I have for you is this: do you believe? See, that was the question of the miracle on 34th Street. Do you believe that Chris Kringle was Santa Claus? I've got a much bigger question for you today. Do you believe, just like Mary and Joseph, do you believe? Just like the shepherds, that Jesus Christ was born the Savior of the world. Folks, I know it's easy for us here just days before Christmas to say, yes, I believe. But the question I would ask all of us is, what does our action say? What and how is our faith? Demonstrated. What are we doing differently? Because we believe in the miracle of the manger. But see, it doesn't stop here at the manger. Matter of fact, in uh, the book of Mark, chapter 10, and verse 15, the verse reads this way Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Folks, that's a tough message. That's hard scripture. Sometimes it's hard to understand what in the world does he possibly mean if we don't accept it like a little child? How in the world could we miss on heaven? And the answer is this. There are many people who convince themselves that there's no way that this is God's word. There's no way that Mary was really a virgin. There's no way... That Jesus was the Son of God. And just as sometimes it takes a young child to be able to sit on the lap of a guy with a white beard and to believe that he's going to bring gifts in the next couple of days and leave them under the Christmas tree, it's that same childlike faith that helps us enter into heaven. It's that same childlike faith that allows us to believe that the Savior of the world came in a manger. Right now, there's a hundred kids over in the gym going crazy, (laughs) eating sugar sweets. They are going home with you in just a little bit. And you can say thank you all afternoon when you try to put them to bed tonight. And as I think about your children over there, I wonder, I wonder what you've already got purchased for them. I wonder what you've already wrapped up and put under the Christmas tree. I wonder what you are holding in a closet ready to surprise them later this week. And I can't help but think that the best gift that any of those children could have is a mom or dad that believes in the miracle of the manger. Amen. And not just with words, but with actions. Actions that um, cause you to pick up God's Word and read it. Actions that cause you to fall down on your knees in prayer to the Creator of the universe, your Heavenly Father. Actions that called you to change the way that you live. That's the greatest gift those children could ever receive. And what I would encourage you, if if that's you today in the seat fronts and or the seat backs in front of you, there is a decision card. I would encourage you to pull that out. Maybe today is the day that you want to dedicate your life. You want to accept the miracle of the manger. And dedicate your life to Christ. Maybe uh, you want to rededicate your life. You know, you realize that, hey, I have not been the parent I should be. I have not lived up to uh, my faith. And today you want to make that right. Maybe you've been coming and, and you realize, you know what? I've seen 62 different people get baptized in this church. And yet I know I've never taken those steps And I know that I should. I would encourage you, don't leave today without filling out a decision card. Because this is the greatest gift that your children could ever receive. Today is not only the miracle of the manger. And how that the miracle of the manger ultimately ends in the miracle of the cross. Today is a day that we get to celebrate communion. Today, December 19th in the year 2021, you are invited to the table. If you've been having a great year, you're invited to the table. If you've had a year that has been full of blessings, maybe new uh children or grandchildren that have come into your life maybe you have a a year that has just been full of goodness the the job has just been right the bank account just keeps getting bigger um everything that seems to happen happens in a way that is wonderful and your life is filled with joy you are invited to the table today but but, but maybe that that I wasn't talking about you just then maybe i Your year is one of those years that you'd rather forget. You too are invited to the table. Maybe your year has been one that's been plagued by grief. You've lost someone that you love. Maybe you've lost someone's that you love. Maybe you've lost a job. Maybe you've lost a relationship. I don't know, but you are invited to the table today. Maybe it has been a year of financial struggle. A year where every month there was too much month and not enough money. A year where uh, the money just seemed to disappear. A year where the money never showed up when you needed it most. You are invited to the table. Maybe it's been a year filled with sleepless nights and restless days. Days where when you needed to strengthen your body, you can't because uh, you lay in You lay in the bed and ruminate all night long. And you spend every day trying to accomplish something, and at the end of the day, you accomplish nothing. Maybe it's been a year for you where you've got more questions and you need more answers. If that's you, you are invited to the table. Maybe 2021 has been a year of change when what you needed was a year of stability. That describes you. You are invited to partake of the table. And what I want you to understand is that because of the miracle of the manger, love won. Love won when Jesus was hanging on the cross and He said these words, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Love won when Jesus looked across at the the man hanging beside Him who through His own Word said he deserved to die and that Jesus didn't. Love won when Jesus looked across and said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Love won when on the third day Jesus rose from the grave just like he said he would. And he did this so that you and I would never ever have to experience a spiritual death. But see, this was not a human love. This was a fierce, unrelenting, perfect love of God for all mankind. All mankind from Adam and Eve until the last child is born on this earth. Love one. How do I know love one? It's because of this. Because love tells us that we're all sinners. Every one of us. The best of us. I could point out some of you, you all are immaculate human beings. But God's word says that even the best are sinners. Not only that, but because of that sin, there's a punishment that goes with that. See, this is why people struggle with the miracle of the manger. How could a God, how could a loving God punish anybody? How could he create a world where sin is possible and then punish us for the sin? Because he's a just God. But it didn't stop with the punishment. Love, sin, a substitute. He left his throne in heaven. Left the form of God, was born a human child, just like each of us. But unlike each of us, he did what none of us could do. He lived a perfect life. And the only question is, do we accept that gift? Do we accept what he did for us? not only in the manger, on the cross, and as he rolled the stone away to walk out of the empty tomb. See, if we accept that gift, then we're forgiven. And if you are here today and you have accepted that, you are invited to the table. I want to take us into a time of reflection Worship team, if you would come forward, they're going to lead us in a song. But before they do that, for the next few minutes, I want you to think about some things. And while they're singing, I want you to think about these things. Number one is to be honest with God. Some of you are here today and you're asking yourself why, because you're mad at God. And I would encourage you, be honest with your Creator. Share with Him what's on your heart in the next few moments. Maybe you recognize that you're seeking God for the wrong reason. You're seeking God for what He can do for you, how He can bail you out of a problem, how He can solve a situation for you. I would encourage you to take that and get that right with God. Maybe over the next few moments and while they're singing, it should be a time of confession you know that there's sins that you've, you've committed this morning, last night, and for the last couple of weeks. 1 John 1.9 says that if we'll confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us. Maybe you should reflect on the dream that God has put on your heart. The dream that you've given up on. The dream that you believed is possible for everybody else, but not for you. Maybe you should take that back to God and allow Him to stir the embers of your heart and to to put that dream back into your heart, alive and thriving. And maybe over the next few moments, you should focus on the victory that God is going to give you. Boy, 2020 was rough. 2021 didn't get much better, but here's what I want you to know, that we can have victory through God in 2022. We don't have to be a victim to anything that's going on in this world. We don't have to be a victim to our circumstances. We don't have to be a victim to what has happened to us. And here's what I want you to understand, that we're about to take communion after they sing. While they sing, I just want you to be in a, an attitude of prayer. And while they sing, I want you to remember this, that when we take communion, it's not a ritual to be observed, but it's a blessing to be received. And receive the blessing that your heavenly father wants you to have. Because just like you've wrapped up gifts and you've got them ready for your kids and grandkids, your heavenly Father has done the same. Sometimes we just forget to go and open up the gift. Father, I just ask that you would, over the next few minutes, that you would prepare our hearts. And God, that in this special time, as we remember what you did, as you started this in a manger, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to continue with you on that journey. You see, it's our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ who walk by faith and not by sight.